glory. Mmm, thank you, Lord. The birds of glory. The angels. Mmm, the birds released from the snare of the fowler. Mmm, the nations. Your spirits. Glory. I know we entitled this one Captain of the Armies of the Living God, but it feels more like fountains in the deep. The Father is releasing the fountains in the deep. Now, he always wanted to. He never wanted any of you to suffer and have hell on earth, get beat up and deal with all the hell we've had to deal with in our generations. It's just, we've been so deceived ourselves, our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, we come out of such darkness that it literally took humanity thousands of years to wake up from being religious. <laughs> it's true. And this is the time that all humanity wakes up from the religious spell spiritual Egypt is being cast out of the bowels of the earth. Egypt of the underworld. Maybe you guys don't know this, but the Washington Monument goes 333 feet up into the air, but also 333 feet down into the ground and represents Masonic Egypt and the spell casting of white magic of the knowledge of good of Satan's tree in the garden. I tell you the truth. That's why it's a white house for white magic. Janes and Jambres were the white and black, the checkerboard magicians of the human brain with the cobra coming out of the forehead, masters of magic arts. And that's what a lot of Christians strive to be. Most Christians strive, literally, strive to be masters of magic arts. And that sounds cool, and they think that's cool, but you're becoming like Satan, the religious devil. A lot of churches teach the magic arts. They don't tell you it's magic arts, but since it's carnal religion, that's all it ever can be. You grow in witchcraft. You grow in the Tower of Babel. You grow in the pyramid on the $1 bill through your mind, and the mark of the beast gets stronger and stronger on your flesh. Instead of having the name of Jesus Christ and God the Father written on your flesh, like the overcomers, you have the name of the beast and the false prophet written on your flesh, like the disobedient, like the dogs and sorcerers of Egypt. And the dogs and sorcerers of Egypt, by the way, are all Christians. They're all Christians. This has nothing to do with the non-Christian world. <laughs> oh my goodness. You deal with the, the sorcery in Egypt and Christianity, you've dealt with Satan. Satan is only a Christian religious devil. He is. If you overcome the Christian religious devil, Satan, in the city of Hades, Egypt, of white magic, of Johnny's and Jambres, You've overcome death. You can't die when you cast out Egypt from your bowels. Egypt is the place of death. Religion is also called in the scriptures the spirit of death. And the last curse to be overcome is death, which is religion. Paul knew that very well, didn't he? 
since he had wolves in sheep's clothing come into his churches, the Judaizers, that were getting all of his people into the law of Moses. Every single church plant that Paul had in all his cities, he dealt with the Judaizers. He dealt with Galatian bewitchment. He dealt with all the externalism in Colossae. Every single epistle of Paul, what does he deal with? About 1% immorality and 99% religion. 99% Satan, the religious devil. And just a couple times he mentions, mentions immorality and you know sexual vice and stuff like that, but about 1% of the time. He mentions drugs like twice in, you know, 27 books. <laughs> he mentions alcohol like two times. He mentions religion thousands of times. Thousands. Thousands. That's every word in there is dealing with pride, the religious devil, the self-righteousness, the serpents in the garden that feed the fallen nation's egos. The angel of death of Baden the last curse to be overcome. And we're predestined for ordained in this generation to overcome death, the last curse. And this is the price you pay in dealing with the kingdom of hell that has intertwined itself with all the Christians in the whole world. All the Christians in the whole world and every single building made by human hands so that God's people have become the apostles and prophets' greatest enemies. They're the ones that fight us tooth and nail with everything they got every day. I mean, it's the murder amongst God's people is worse than outside God's people. The betrayal, the backstabbing, the factions, the divisions, the sorceries, the magic arts of the spellcasting of Christians praying their own will, their own religious serpent, Janes and Jambres Cobra coming out of their forehead will against other Christians. They're skilled in magic arts. They're not skilled in intercession. It's true. Intercession is going into the lowest place in the bowels of the earth and serving the spiritual stomachs of the nations, uprooting Egypt, uprooting the throne of the religious devil under cities and nations. And always, since you're in the lowest place, you're always being crapped on and peed on by everyone you serve. That's the price of the priesthood of Melchizedek. They're not going to understand. They're in an animal curse. They don't get it. They're full of demons. They're full of sin. They, they have their hearts full of lust and their hearts full of pride. And it's layer upon layer of the onion. And if you want to be greatest in the kingdom, you get up underneath them and you take it every day. And you, you don't get angry about it. You don't get frustrated about it. You get drunk about it. You get high about it on the anointing oil and the new wine. And every day he gives you new garments. Priests in the order of Melchizedek. New covenant priests that carry the Ark of the New Covenant, the divine child, in their belly. And you serve the divine child in his spirit of grace right through everyone's spiritual stomachs and you cleanse the lowest places in the world. You build upon the solid rock, which is the human spirit life. You never waste a single day in the shifting sands of the outer court. We don't minister to the brain like the false teachers and the false prophets and the false pastors and the false evangelists and the false apostles and the false fivefold of Jezebel's building systems in the world. We don't minister upon the brain. Those who minister to the brain please Jezebel. 
But those who minister into the spirit God has placed in you please the living Father, and they please the, the bright cloud. This is my son. Listen to him. I'm well pleased with him, God the Father says. Amen. Why? Because Jesus didn't have any people pleasing. He didn't please the Pharisees. He didn't please the political system of Herod. He didn't care what anyone thought when his disciples thought he was crazy. When his family came to him and thought he was crazy, he didn't please them. He pleased the Holy Spirit. That's why God said, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. He pleased the Holy Spirit. He pleased the Father. Amongst all the things you're tempted in this world to please, to please your spouse, you're not accountable for your spouse's salvation. You're not accountable for your spouse's rewards in heaven. You're only accountable for yourself. In fact, only by your spiritual growth could you ever reach a single person around you. People get so concerned with someone else besides them that they don't even grow. And you're just distracted. You're bewitched. You're fooled by demons. Your spiritual growth will break through everything that binds them. Your growth supernaturally in the anointing will break every enslaving yoke in your family, Jerusalem, and your extended family, Judea, and your, <laughs> in your city, Samaria, and your nation and the world to the outer ends of the earth. But you gotta work through your actual spiritual growth and not get into fantasy bewitchment religion always trying to put a yoke on someone else because you learn some Christian knowledge in your brain. Even when you start learning from the two witnesses of Elijah and Moses in mature apostolic and prophetic ministry of heavenly Jerusalem doesn't mean it's not going to puff you up with pride. That's the greatest temptation I've watched with people 10 years ministering in Elijah and ministering in Moses ministering in some extreme glory as people get knowledge of the glory but they apply it into their brain next thing you know they're going around telling people they're the two witnesses they're Elijah they're Moses you know they're this the senior son of God of their in their nation and they're like two years old in the spirit they're like a two-year-old and it's all pride in the head realm the soul realm has to be crucified God measures your spiritual stature not here the place of the skull is where he's crucified to death, thank God, so there's no thinking you're something when you're nothing. He measures your spiritual stature in your belly, in your spirit. <laughs> if you're at all led in your brain, you're not a mature Christian at all. If you're led by your emotions and your feelings and Christian up here, I mean, that's the ipso facto evidence that you're a baby Christian sucking at the bottle. Keep sucking at the bottle, because at least you're saved. <laughs> But the problem is when people start learning from the sons of God and the 12 stars of the covering of the bride of Christ and the government of God and the 12 eagles, they think there's something when they're nothing. Humble yourself. Go to the lowest place in the throne of grace and get crapped on, spit on, beat, and treated like manure every single day. And then you'll prove your spiritual maturity. Anyone that's honored is fake. You're in Babylon the Great. They honor the false prophets. They honor the people that are so submitted to the fallen angels in Babylon the Great. If you're a true renegade of the kingdom of heaven, turning the world upside down, and the most satanic, full of witchcraft system of all time, they're going to hate your guts and want to murder you every day. If people hate you because your righteousness exposes their wickedness, you're on the right path. Keep going. 
grow until their hatred turns to love because you drove out death from their bowels. You drove out Satan from their hearts. Is Satan in the hearts of everyone who's an unbeliever? Yes, the Bible says that. The God of this world has blinded the hearts of the unbelievers so that they can never see, never understand. That's true with most of your families right now. That your spiritual growth hasn't even set free your own families. That's how early in the stages of the Great Awakening we are. The government of God hasn't even saved their own families. Most of your houses are divided and can't even stand, and you're doing your best just to hold it together. But I tell you the truth, when you stop putting an a yoke on your spouse or a yoke on others that you don't even carry yourself and stop being a hypocrite and a Pharisee, you'll start bearing some good fruit. Are you a whipping boy? Yes, you are. Jesus took all the punishment from wicked men and unbelievers and he didn't even say vengeance upon them. He didn't even get angry. I was reading 1 Peter today, and it talks about the continual abuse that was heaped upon the Messiah. And Peter explains that he had such trust in God's judgment that he didn't even get angry. He was so one with the Father, knowing the Father's goodness, and knowing what was inside their hearts, that these animals had no capabilities of understanding 1% of the spiritual glory he was walking in, that he never even let it frustrate him. Come to that place of peace with God the Father, where no animal 666 mark of a beast around you, servant of fallen angels and demons, can fluster your feathers, get under your skin, push your buttons. Amen. I'm getting there. (laughs) It's fun, man. And you know how you get there? Humility from suffering and all this, the drops of pride. And I was like, oh, you know, there's, I thought I only had spots in my eyes, but they're planks, they're planks, and the planks keep on going. And you pull the planks out of your own eyes until you're in the lowest place in the bowels of the earth. Until you're seated on the throne of grace, I tell you the truth, under Tartarus hell. Under Tartarus hell. In Genesis, it says there was fountains in the deep that released waters that brought mist upon the Garden of Eden. So why, why is hell down there now and not those fountains that release the living waters? Oh, because of religion. That's the only reason why. Because of Christian religion. Because you haven't even cleansed your own spiritual stomachs from religion. You haven't even uprooted Egypt and Sodom from your own bowels. You're still locked in the natural dimension. Many people like animals hearing revelation, but not even understanding it because you're locked in the natural dimension, still submitted to the curse. You got to get breakthrough through your own spiritual stomach. You got to get death and hell cast out of your own bowels, out of your own stomach, out of your own deep places so that the fountains of living waters can again be released through your bellies and water the garden. The reason why those fountains watered the garden is because in the deepest spiritual places of Adam and Eve, they were perfect, perfect with the Father. They were one with the Father. There was no hidden vice. There was no hidden immorality. There was no hidden agenda, no guile. There was nothing crooked in them. All they had in them was the Father's goodness. And since the Father's goodness passed through them constantly, it also passed through the earth. 
people had have thought that it was the earth and then Adam and Eve. No, but it was Adam and Eve and then the earth. They were the gardeners and the caretakers of the world, even the cosmos of the heavens and the earth, and everything under the earth. And everything under the earth was glorious, so that living waters came from the earth and watered the garden. And everything was glowing. It was on earth as it is in heaven in the beginning. When God created Adam and Eve perfect, you can believe and bet that it was perfect on earth as it was in heaven. So, in the restoration of all things, we're getting our deepest places cleansed by the rivers of living water. We're getting all of our sins cleansed. And, you know, we're like, well, I thought I was forgiven when I confessed it. Well, you're wrong. You're pridefully wrong. Forgiveness is being restored back to the same place that Adam and Eve walked in before the fall. you got a lot more to be forgiven of. <laughs> you stay in the river until you're the exact likeness of Jesus Christ in celestial flesh, ruling and reigning in the whole world. I mean, honestly, you need to humble yourself and realize you got a long ways to go, but it's a fun way to go. It's the way of life. It's the way of Jesus, the way of the Lord. <laughs> And it will really humble you because you see, man, you are way off. Way off. A lot of these people think they're sons of God and they're like two-year-olds in, two in Christ and it's shocking to them. I mean, you haven't even dealt with your own stomach. You don't even live out of your own rich treasury of glory. You're still God-outside-minded. I mean, that is ipso facto evidence you're infants in Christ. And we say we're mature, but we're not mature Christians. I mean, there's only 12 stars on the bride of Christ's head. <laughs> and you let Fa Father God choose that, and don't let your pride get in the way. I tell you the truth, whoever is lowest in the earth is greatest in the heavens. And people will mistreat you constantly because you're a low life. You're literally, you're the scum of the earth. The Apostle Paul called himself the scum and the refuse of all the world. And that was in the last stages of his most perfect apostolic ministry. He grew in wisdom his whole life since he was born again on the road to Damascus. You know, he talked about being the worst of Pharisees and the worst of sinners and all that, and the progression of him understanding how depraved he is apart from the Spirit of grace. In his latter stages of ministry, he started calling Jesus in the kingdom the Spirit of grace and the throne of grace. I tell you, that's the most mature thing you'll ever get into. And it's not this Joseph Prince garbage for your brain. He's a false teacher, completely and totally wrong about everything he says. These false teachers are in big trouble. They've been teaching the ego. They're actually Janes and Jambre sorcerers, and they teach you right into your brain. There's no transfiguration. There's no transformation of their cities. Look at, look at their cities. Their cities are in the worst states they've ever been in like a hundred years. And that's where these big mega ministries and these big Pentecostal glory ministries are. And they've never had worse fruit on the face of the earth. They're obviously off. They're obviously wrong. You'll know them by their fruit. It's insanity. Religious insanity. We need to return to the Bible. What the Apostle Peter walked in, what the Apostle Paul walked in, and what the Apostle John walked in in Patmos, and we teach those things to you every day, and it sounds crazy to people because they're so bewitched by false teachers of the charismatic church. Oh my goodness. Holy Spirit.
Let us humble ourselves today and go into the lowest place. And I tell you the truth, you want to get into the fast lane? God can do an accelerated work in you, but He's not going to skip any renewal. He will not leave any stone unturned. You're not going to get away with having any stones in your heart, which means any carnal-mindedness, any greed, any perversion, any lust, any pride, any self, any of your human dependency. You won't get away with it with God. He's a perfect father, so he only produces perfect children. If you want to hold on to some idols in your heart and be a little worldly, you'll have to leave the river and go serve demons and serve Satan. It's all in or nothing with God. It is. You're in the river or you're out of the river. All these people that tell you there's a gray area of confusion you can live in where you're not all into the kingdom, one foot in Babylon, one foot in the kingdom, you'll be torn in half. Choose this day whom you serve. There's only two trees in the garden. Serve the tree of life and become a fool for Christ's sake. You're a fool in 2018 for Christ's sake because these people are so highly educated in human religion of the brain has nothing to do with the Spirit of grace in your rich treasury of glory, in your stomach. And I tell you the truth, when your natural stomach turns into a spiritual stomach, you're, you're overcoming death. <laughs> you're uprooting all the curse of the fall from the bowels of the earth. And it goes right down into the earth. The altars of demons that people serve are in the earth. And you stop serving those altars and you get the river of life and the fountains of the deep blazing through you in righteousness and holiness by the Spirit of grace. I tell you what, you'll go down there, you'll smash every altar in hell. You'll take hold of everything that the old cult is doing, everything that religious Christians are doing, everything that every building made by human hands are doing in all your region, and you'll hurl it into the lake of fire. And you'll set the captives free. And they'll begin to see in the natural what you're doing in the Spirit. And they'll believe in the God of Elijah. The God that destroys Jezebel and her church systems. I tell you the truth. Very few people in history have ever defeated Jezebel using the Spirit of Elijah. I mean, probably less than ten. Ever. <laughs> less than ten ever. But this whole generation must do it. We must learn righteousness and the deepest things of God. Not the deepest things of Satan. We're not teaching on Hades. We're teaching on the fountains of the deep. We're teaching on the rich treasury of glory. All in the Bible. We're teaching on where Jesus went when He died. The Bible says He went into Tartarus in the lowest place of hell. Well, I tell you what, why did He go down there? To destroy death. Then why is the throne of Satan still down there? Because the nations have to choose in the valley of decision, are they going to spend eternity with Satan or Jesus? And those that choose Jesus can begin to uproot those who choose Satan and throw them in the lake of fire. Everyone who rejects Jesus is thrown into the lake of fire. It is written, book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. I mean, judgment for the believers and for the righteous is the greatest thing that could ever happen to us. We are so continually mistreated. 
And I tell you the truth, we don't feel bad about it. There's no self-pity in it. It's just the misunderstanding by the carnal religious mind and the religious devil and the hypnotism of Satan and his angels on these church Christians is so severe that they always side with demons against the spirit people because they're so immature and they've been taught so wrong. Almost all the teachings in church are wrong because they're soulish. No matter what you hear in the soul realm, no matter how nice it sounds, the package comes together so nice. What a sermon, what a teaching. If it's here, it's building on the shifting sands. God only ministers into the spirit because God himself is spirit. What is God going to do? Minister to your flesh? Only demons, religious demons minister to your flesh. These people have been allowing serpents to crawl through their brains like Pharaoh's forehead with the cobra. And they just wonder why, you know, they don't understand the spirit of prophecy and they listen to Joel's bar and it's confusing. They don't understand a single word. You speak in parables, riddles, and dark speech. I speak in the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the language of heaven. You've learned church. You should have learned kingdom. You need to press the reset button on your entire life because you've been, you've been living a lie. You've been living a lie. Everyone outside the kingdom lives the lie, the book of Revelation says. Inside the city gates, the glory of God is like fire that burns through your stomachs and your minds so intensely you can't be deceived by religion. You can't. Not in the kingdom. If you're outside the kingdom, well, that's all witchcraft. The problem is we don't trust the Father enough so we don't even bring our minds into the kingdom. Almost no Christians in the world have brought their head, their skull, into the kingdom because they're still holding on to control of their own lives. Hallelujah. It grieves me so much. I'm so broken by it. And we've done everything we could every day to minister, to help people. And I know there's a couple people repenting. Not many. A couple dozen in the whole world. Maybe a couple hundred listening and a couple dozen actually obeying in the whole planet. <laughs> the numbers will increase. I mean, there's only 12 stars on the bride's head. So don't expect big numbers of people walking in absolute perfection of the throne of grace in heavenly Jerusalem. Most people absolutely hate and reject everything beyond what they can control in their carnal mind because they're beasts. And if you can't control it and figure it out and reason it and have logic in there, then you just discard it as not important. Because these people are the sons and daughters of Satan. They've been pastored by fallen angels in every building made by human hands. And it is exactly that bad worldwide. Otherwise, they would never treat the anointed deliverers of the end times like crap every single day of their lives. They wouldn't heap abuse. There wouldn't be the constant blasphemy pouring out of their mouths. The constant murder towards brothers and sisters. They've been trained by demons. And the demons always pretend to be Jesus Christ. They're called religious demons. It's not a small problem. It's the only problem in the whole world. Satan is a religious devil. You uproot the religious devil from the bowels of the earth, nobody will ever die again. Religion is the reason why people age and physically die. It's the only reason. Very few have overcome death. Very few have overcome religion. But I tell you the truth, this generation can do it. All you got to do is agree with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Agree with the man in the lowest place, the Lord Jesus, the servant of all, 
boiling the stomachs of the nations and removing all spiritual wickedness in the bowels of the earth, removing Hades into the lake of fire, removing Sodom and Egypt into the lake of fire, all lust, all pride, all black and white magic, all Johnnies and Jambres, serpents in the garden, coming out of all stomachs in the nations and being tossed into the lake of fire by the throne of grace, the servant of all, in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.